0: And welcome to Out of My Mind Box, a podcast about intuitive eating and mental health stories. I have with me again today Xenia Aiotis, who is a certified intuitive eating counsellor and a certified mindful eating coach. Xenia, how's it going?
1: Hi, good to be back here. Uh, Thank you for inviting me, Anka.
0: Cool. So today we are going to be talking about principle number eight, which is respect your body. That's principle eight of the intuitive eating principles. And before we get started, I just want to mention um, that this podcast or any of the information therein in is for informational purposes only and educational um, and does not constitute any medical treatment um, or advice. So please do get in touch with your psychologist or psychiatrist should you need further support. Let's get into it. So principle eight is respect your body. This is one that I'm really, really passionate about and have been working on really hard over the last few years, I think with with some success. Um, So what they say in the intuitive eating book is, accept your genetic blueprint. Just as a person with a shoe size of eight would not expect to realistically squeeze into a size six, it's equally as futile and uncomfortable to have the same expectation with body size, but mostly respect your body so you can feel better about who you are. It's hard to reject the diet mentality if you're unrealistic and overly critical about your body shape. So, and um, we've discussed this before, but um, in relation to the other principles, would you say that this principle should be principle number eight? (laughs) Uh,
1: I think it should be principle number one,
0: Yeah, yeah. So So, I agree with you there.
1: (laughs) If not one, two. So number one, as we know, is reject the diet mentality. But it's so hard to reject the diet mentality when um, you're obsessing about your body and worried about how it looks and wanting to lose weight. Because if you're dissatisfied with your body it's gonna be very difficult to reject what the diet mentality says. And it's also gonna be difficult to make peace with food because you know, every time you eat something that you think is going to contribute to weight gain, you're gonna be stressing out and feeling anxious about mm. eating those foods. So making peace with food is gonna be difficult. Also, if you're worried about gaining weight, And if your focus is on changing your body, how are you going to work with challenge the food police and work with all those thoughts around um, eating and what to eat and what not to eat, critical thoughts around your body? So, you know, if you think about it, if we were not at war with our bodies, if we were accepting of our bodies, we wouldn't probably wouldn't have a food struggle but a large percentage of that food struggle is
0: rooted in body dissatisfaction. Mm, Definitely. And the key word here is to respect your body. So I thought it pertinent to grab a definition of the word respect from the Merriam-Webster's definition dictionary. And it is to admire someone or something deeply as a result of their abilities, qualities or achievements. So it's more about what your body can do than what it looks like. Uh, You've spoken to me before about um, your, your legs walk you. That was quite a Mm -hmm. a nice way that, that you put it. I never thought about it like that, but I'm actually, I can be grateful and accepting of my body purely for the fact of the, of the basic things that it does like living and breathing even. Mm
1: -hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, If you think about it, diet culture, our culture, society, the media has promoted a body ideal, which is largely unattainable and unsustainable for the large majority of people Mm -hmm. and women. But that ideal is kind of what everybody, well, A lot of of people aspire to, and that is going to cause huge dissatisfaction. So the focus in diet culture is what your body looks like Mm -hmm. versus what your body actually does for you. So if you think about people who have a history of dieting, for the most part, people go on a diet. The first thing that will trigger them to go on a diet is body dissatisfaction. But if we were brought up from a young age with the notion that all different body sizes are acceptable and that bodies come in all shapes and sizes, there wouldn't be this struggle. And this struggle continues today amongst young girls and teens. And so what I think is important is to promote and embrace body
0: diversity. Definitely agree and we we all do come in so many different shapes and sizes. It's just inevitable that you're not going to look like the next person and to accept that is only logical, I think.
1: Yeah. And what they say in the principle like accept your genetic blueprint. You know, the shape and size of your body is largely going to be determined by your genes now you can starve yourself or whatever to try and look a certain way but part of this is to remove the focus of what the body looks like and come to the functionality of the body but there's been so much emphasis on what the body looks like and we've got to remember Mm -hmm. um there's uh Lindsay and Lexi Kite they are twins and they have an organization called Beauty Redefined, mm-hmm. and they always say that your body is not an ornament. Mm-hmm. It's not an ornament for others' viewing pleasure. Your body is functional. It keeps you here. Your legs walk you. Your mm-hmm. you know. Let's look at the functionality of the body. We hardly ever think about it. We so often we focused on my flabby arms or my tummy's too big or, you know, the criticisms around what it looks like and not go into what it does for us. It's really only if you've got a diagnosis, a health diagnosis, or you've had an injury where our attention goes to,
0: well, what my body does for me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what does not respecting your body do? So, I'm thinking along the lines of when you're trying to get in tune with your fullness and hunger not respecting your body kind of keeps you out of touch with all of that because right. you first yeah. you first have to respect something to be able to witness what's going on there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So think
1: about respect in a relationship with family, friends, colleagues. You know, what does respect mean in those terms? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then bring it to the body. So if you don't respect your body and you are dismissive of your body and you ignore your body, you're going to be completely disconnected from it. Mm. You probably won't be able to recognize hunger. You might let your body get overly hungry. Mm -hmm. Um, If you don't respect your hunger, there's a chance that you won't kind of honor your fullness and you may eat until overfull, you might be exercising in a way that is abusive to your body it might be too much or you might be ignoring your body and not moving it at all yeah. um so those are the ways in which can we can be disrespectful it also comes in the form of thoughts kind of body bashing um saying negative things about your body and the way it looks that's what disrespect would be. It's like not listening to its signals, not resting when you're tired, not moving when your body has an urge to move, not eating when you're hungry or overfilling it. So those are ways in which we would disrespect our bodies. It could also be something like not going for a medical diagnosis, not, not mm-hmm. going to the doctor and ignoring aches and pains if they last for too long
0: yeah and it's almost like you do need to respect <clears throat> your body in spite of any medical professional's opinion um because they they're still so deeply rooted in weight loss as a an, an answer or a cure to so many ailments uh, that it's it's kind of difficult to to respect your body when someone else isn't and someone else who's a professional, okay. and they're telling yeah. you that you need to to be smaller. It's quite a thing to actually stand on your own two feet and say, no, this is my body and I will respect it.
1: Mm. So, uh, you know, I I hear it very often from clients who will go to a medical professional um, with an ache or a pain. So, okay, yes. um, I hear a lot from clients who are perhaps in larger bodies who are actually quite scared of going um, to visit their doctor, especially if it ent- um, entails weighing, being weighed. Um, you know, many clients have said to me how they've experienced um, weight shame and weight stigma um, when going to see their doctors around, you know, the number on the scale and, um, and actually delay going to see a doctor because they're worried about how the doctors are going to be around um, weight gain. And it's actually quite sad to hear, you know, some of the stories like, you know, like going, you must lose five kilos before we can do this. I mean, really, is five kilos really going to make a difference? Or going in with a knee problem and the doctor saying, well, you know, not even examining the knee and saying, well, come back after you've lost 10 kilos, Um, you know. And I always urge them to say, well, if I were in a smaller body, what would you tell me to do then? Yeah. And not to make the whole thing around weight. It's such a tricky thing. Um, But so many, there's so much weight stigma out there that thin equals healthy and that weight loss is the answer to, to everything Um, And that is another thing that needs to be addressed. And there's been um, quite a lot of research done on weight stigma that um, shows the negative effects of weight stigma on health. Mm. You know, um, the increased stress levels, uh, the reluctance to go and visit a medical professional. So, you know, that stigmatizing behavior has a negative effect
0: on health. Definitely, I agree with that, and um, and on the flip side, actually giving your body the respect it deserves is going to give you a whole lot of benefits. So improved health, because research yes. that taking care of our bodies imp- improves metrics like of health, like blood pressure, lipid levels, etc., regardless of weight. Um, that's more in the health at every size paradigm. Mm-hmm. And you'll also have greater happiness and satisfaction with life, as well as reduced risk of eating disorders Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: faster progress towards intuitive eating. Allowing the here and now body to exist means that you're allowing yourself to experience all your eating experiences while cutting out the guilt and the shame, which I know can be quite a, a lengthy process to eventually get yourself past that guilt and shame that was so so uh, tied up in those foods or behaviors
1: yeah we mustn't underestimate the effects of or the the negative effects of shame body shame um and shame around eating choices what that effect that can have on our health so really It's about looking at health-promoting behaviors that have nothing to do with weight loss, that can, as you mentioned earlier, improve health markers, you know, by respecting your body, by eating with attunement, um, you know, resting when you're tired, moving your body, um, eating foods that feel good in your body for the most part, also wearing comfortable clothes, sleeping, sleeping is um, a really an important part and resting in terms of taking care of our bodies. Um, also moving our bodies. But when you are feeling stigmatized or shame around your body, very often people don't want to go and move their bodies because they, mm. they feel shame at being out there. So,
0: yes, yes. Uh, you actually uh, mentioned this uh, to me in another discussion we had, but, um, what would you do if tomorrow you woke up and weight loss or weight gain was no longer a factor or an option? It just didn't exist. What would you do that you've been holding back on um, like some activity or goal that you've been putting aside just because of how you feel about your body. And it's actually Mm. crazy how many things fall into that bucket that you don't realize until you take away the pressure of having to Um, change your weight and just realize what do I actually want to do? That's where intuitive living comes into the picture. Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. So, yeah, just putting weight loss on the back burner, respecting and accepting your here and now body, taking care of it as joyfully as you can, looking after it, And doing and just thinking, like, if weight loss was not an option, what would I be doing differently? How would I be living my life? And going out there and doing that. Mm,
0: Definitely. Because we're
1: always waiting. Oh, when I lose. I mean, that's all part of diet culture and diet mentality. When I lose that weight, I will go and swim. Or I will buy this and I will buy those clothes or whatever. Mm, mm. You know, whatever you put on hold, go and do that
0: now. One of my examples was wearing a bikini. Um, So I I broke that a long time ago and I I have worn a bikini since I I prefer one pieces. It just kind of feels like everything's not going to fall out, but um, (laughs) I I eventually managed to get over that because I had this picture in my weight loss journal, like that I had drawn of myself in my bikini at my goal weight. And that was going to be it uh, somehow, some way, someday. And yeah, yeah, it's it's just not realistic. And I think mm-hmm. to accept that is part of the body respect and body acceptance. So what about the steps that we can take to begin respecting our hair and our bodies? I think number one is trying to get rid of the scale or weighing a lot more seldomly.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the steps of respecting your body would be number one to accept that it's the acceptance piece Mm -hmm. that this is your body your body is functional it keeps you here in this world without it you wouldn't be here and starting to find things that you value about yourself that have nothing to do with your body so looking at qualities about you traits um that you value about you so not equating body size and body appearance to worthiness Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe reduce weight, stop weighing or reduce your weighing. Um, I think a large part of this is to be careful about what you say
0: to yourself. Watch that critical voice. Mm, And Um, that that includes what you say to yourself via social media. So what's coming in through your feed. Um, There could could be the, the, the diet police and voices and and lots of imagery and things about um, body size and appearance that could still be getting into into your subconscious that you could get right. rid of by unfollowing those accounts by following more yeah. body positive accounts. Mm-hmm. It's
1: it's so useful just to see what you're following and to unfollow those and really curate your feed about what you're being shown all the time. And also to find people who promote body positivity, um, larger size, more representative size mm. sizes um, that are more representative of all bodies out there and not just, you know, if you think about the bodies we see in the media, those bodies aren't real. They've all been photoshopped. Yeah. So body bashing and watching our thoughts about what we say about our own bodies is important now. If you've been in a space of hating your body, it's very difficult to go from hating your body to loving your body. Mm-hmm. So, in that case, the middle ground would be to be neutral. So, when you embark on intuitive eating, intuitive eating is a weight-neutral approach. So, there isn't a focus on weight loss. There isn't if you gain weight, so be it. It's there isn't um, you know there isn't a focus on it. The focus is on making peace with food and your body Mm -hmm. so taking that neutral approach of this is my body um as i you mentioned earlier you know my my legs walk for me my arms allow me Hug the people I love or to be able to lift things. My stomach digests, my heart beats for me. I don't even need to do anything, and my heart beats. Mm-hmm. Now, unless of course you've got an issue, but a health issue, and you need a, a pacemaker or something. But for the
0: but, most but part, but all the all the more, my, my friend actually had an had a heart up when she was a young child and still has some uh, little kind of leftover issues from it. And she actually told me the other day that she's started going to the gym every morning first thing not because she wants to lose weight but because her heart wants to be healthy she literally Mm. felt it in her in her body that that's all her heart wants is just to be healthy and there's no need to be going to extremes for all sorts of impossible um ideals so Mm. yeah Mm. yeah um
1: the other thing would be to be careful of body comparison you know, mm-hmm. body shaking, um, and then to a degree as much as possible is letting go of that thin fantasy.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. They, they, I think we all have that, uh, that part of us that we need to let die, um, and it's, it's difficult, and there is a bit of a mourning that goes with it because you might yes. have this vision of your ideal self that – is now never going to you know, come true necessarily. And uh, that, that can be something to have to accept as well. So hmm. I think we've, um, is there anything else that you wanted to cover on the? Yes, there's the something body? I'd like to read around mm-hmm. the body.
1: Um, it's something that was written by Cheryl Strayed. She wrote the book Wild. And um, this is an excerpt from a column that she had called Dear Sugar. Okay. And um, so I'd just like to read this just as a reflection. Uh, there are so many tiny revolutions in a life. A million ways we have to circle around ourselves to grow and change and be okay. And perhaps the body is our final frontier. Most women and some men spend their lives trying to alter it, trying to hide it, prettify it, make it what it isn't, or conceal it for what it is. But what if we didn't do that? What is on the other side of the tiny, gigantic revolution in which you move from loathing to loving your own skin? What fruits would that particular
0: liberation bear? I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Worthiness exists within you and within us all. And we just need to take the time to learn how to see it. So right. learning, learning to appreciate diverse bodies, yourself included, takes time and intention. So go yes. forth and respect your body, listeners. <laughs> if mm-hmm. you've got any questions for us, please do email them to Anka at outofmymindbox.com. That's A-N-K-E at outofmymindbox.com. Com. Zenia, if the listeners would like to get a hold of you about your coaching services, um, where could they contact you?
1: Well, they can go to my website, theartofmindfuleating.com, or they can email me directly at zen, spelled X-E-N, at theartofmindfuleating.com.
0: Wonderful. And um, then what we've got for next week is principle number nine. And that is going to be, what is it, Move move Your Body?
1: Um, move Your Body, yes. Um, that's a good question. The, <laughs> <laughs> the Joy of Movement, um, they've just changed it in the fourth edition. We'll get the so latest words. Just <laughs> look in my file because I know it's here um, because I did it last night. Um, so... Uh, movement feel the difference aha right yes. cool um Anka, um i have a peace treaty with my body uh, worksheet mm-hmm. which is quite nice so you can put it in the show notes if you like for everyone to have a look at
0: okay perfect yes i think i've got a copy of it um so i will put that link in the show notes for everyone to access that peace treaty with your body that will be really yes. nice to complete as a part of your body respect process. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining me again, Zenia. And I will see you you. at our next episode. Bye-bye. Bye.